Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for uh, listening with us tonight, for being a part of the conversation. We hope that you will do just what uh, Tammy just said, jump in at any time. All you have to do is press the number one if you're listening by phone. If you're listening online, please uh, put your uh, comments and questions in the chat room. Uh, We will blandly read them out loud. We don't give names unless you give us permission to, but we'd love to hear what you have to say about this topic. Before we get started, I would love to give a special shout-out to my grandmother, Ms. Shirley Gordon, who is uh, listening with us tonight. I was so excited when I logged on and saw her phone number. Uh, So, grandmother, hello. Thank you so much for listening, and we appreciate your support and your love and hope you enjoy the show. Same here. Thank you for listening, Grandma. <laughs> it just joys my heart to have your grandma listening to the show. It just joys my heart. This so was the first time. She listened before as well, so she was on with us before. And you didn't tell me? <laughs> I didn't I didn't know I didn't know until after the fact. <laughs> oh, I didn't wow. know until after the fact. And and listen, grandma is getting ready to be pulled in. Hey, Uh-oh. Grandma. Hello. <laughs> how are you all? I'm not <laughs> a of Rodney and what he's doing. 
Hey, I'm so proud of you and what you're doing. I see you just putting yourself out there and doing well, and that's so wonderful, Rodney. Yes, ma'am, I try. I try, and, and God keeps blessing me with the opportunity, so I'm grateful for that. that. Yes, wonderful. That's just wonderful. We thank the Lord for all our blessings. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Okay, now you carry on with your show. I'm going to listen. But, but, yes, but wait, ma'am. Grandma, we Grandma, we can't let you off that 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 easy. You got to tell us what love is. Tell, give us something to, to take away from from you, you know you full of knowledge. So give us young people something to take away tonight. Don't leave us. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, love is. You know, God uh, created all of us out of His love, and in turn, He wants all of us to love each other, help each other, uplift each other, look to Him and praise Him. And, you know, love your family, do what you can for other people, help who you can, and that that's what love is. And, and one more question, what would you give, what would you tell us women, today's women, our, the younger generation of women today? Give us one thing to take away, and I promise I'm going to leave you alone. Unless I don't have to, I'll leave you alone with that question, <laughs> after that question. <laughs> well, for the, for the young ladies that I, I would say, you know, um, you know, um, Get get yourself in a good, outstanding position yourself. Be um, uh, um, respected for young ladies, and um, just you know, just love love people, but be positive with it, and let them be positive with you. You know, don't just just don't just do just anything. Do what the Lord asks you to do. Look to Him and uh, relish in His love. And he will guide your path. Okay, wonderful. I love that. And I, what stuck with me, don't just do anything and be respectable. Yes, respectable young lady. <laughs> That's right. Well, we thank That's you right. again. Hold, for yourself, hold yourself high. That's right. Thank you so, so much, okay? All right, now. All right, Grandma Shirley. Okay, now you go ahead. I'm going to listen. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Okay. Oh, Rodney, I love it. I just love it. (laughs) Okay, well, moving right along into tonight's show, um, again, we have just a wonderful, wonderful show scheduled for you guys tonight. And I'd like to kind of just start out. Rodney has already told you guys, select the number one. If you have a question or a comment, we'll pull you in by identifying the last, I'm sorry, the, the area code that you're calling from and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from. Please be prepared to uh, pose your, your comment or ask your question, and we'll get right into it. Chat line is open as well. You can submit your comments or questions there. We do ask that you register as a follower of the Butterfly Evolution Show. You can do that uh, just real quickly online at blogtalkradio.com backslash butterfly evolution. So you can register as a follower, so that allows you to um Receive all the updates and things like that, and you do not have to register using your name. You can create uh, just a name for Butterfly Evolution, and this way, if you do have a comment or a question and you want to pose it online through the chat room during the live show, we don't have to know who you are. If you're okay with us knowing who you are and the other people who are in the chat line, then use your name, but we just want to 
you to know that you can register discreetly. So keep that in mind. Um, I want to leave, uh, of course, got to remind you of the trash can, our trash can baby. We do ask that you guys continue to do this and share this with other people and tell them why you did it, how it affected you, and so forth. But what we ask our listeners to do and anyone else who wants to do it is we ask you to move your trash can, preferably one that you use frequently or visit frequently. We ask you to move it from one location to another, and then as you do that, or after doing that, you will, in most cases, if you're normal like us, you'll realize that you continue to go back to its old location where you moved it from. Allow that to help you uh, put some thought process into how our mind keeps up with even the most insignificant things such as where we put our trash. Um, This past week I was over to my friend's house, been friends with her for years and years and years, and we laughed because once again I went to where, now her trash can now has probably been moved over, I don't know, maybe a year now. She's moved it to, you know, because of what we do here. But I went to its old location and I turned around and I just laughed. I said, I went to where it used to be after all this time. Now, I hadn't been over her house um, and stayed like that for a while, so I don't know what that was about. But we laughed about it because, again, I'm, I'm used to where her trash has been for so many years. So I went back there. So as you do that, think about how, again, the mind keeps up with even the most insignificant things and allow yourself to think. What else am I doing just because, number one, it has become a habit. Number two, I am used to it. I've become accustomed to it. And this is more, this this is outside of the trash can, trash can now. This is in your life, the people. Sometimes we hang on to people. As we talk about love and, and what does it look like on you, sometimes we hang on to people just because we're used to that person. That person can be so bad for us emotionally, spiritually, but yet sometimes we think, okay, well, I know. I I know what this is about. I know I'm going to get, I know what I'm going to get. I know what to expect. So, again, allow that to just make you think. We need to kind of turn off some of the distractions and get back to thinking and processing our thoughts so that we can change our thoughts. Remember this as we move into tonight's show. We sow a thought, we reap an action. We sow an action, we reap habit. Our habit becomes our character, and our character becomes our destiny. So our thoughts are taking us someplace, whether it's where you want to go or not. If you don't get a control, get control of your thoughts, you're going to go someplace, or you just may remain where you are. You may not have any progress. So this ended with, uh, habit becomes character, and character becomes destiny, and your destiny is leading, character is leading you somewhere, and so are your thoughts. So as to start the show, Rodney, I kind of wanted to talk about character, and I'll tell you why, because, um, well, let me, let me define character as um, I see it, and this comes from my, my life language certification that I recently received, but I, this character definition has stuck with me so much so and I read it quite often. But it, it reads, character, it, character is the qualities developed in a person's life that determines his or her thoughts, feelings, and actions, regardless of circumstances or situations. 
positive character is an internal regulator compelling one to do the right thing regardless of potential consequences or rewards. It is a distinctive trait, quality, or attribute. It is an individual's pattern of communication and conduct, moral constitution, reputation, and a descriptive set of traits or qualities of a person. Now, why do I feel like that's important for tonight's topic? As we talk about love, um, I, in my opinion, we have love so uh, misinterpreted. We have such a lack of knowledge of love. And we're talking about tonight that relationship love. Um, everyone wants to be in a relationship for the most part. I believe that everyone wants to be in a relationship, wants to get married, um, and wish in some way that they could make love work, make marriage work. Uh but one thing I feel we're missing in this world today is character and anything that comes with that, which is our morals, values, ethics, and things like that. But we're missing that character because if you're going to try to be married in love, committed to someone, it takes character. Why? Because falling in love or meeting someone that you think just does it for you or whatever it doesn't mean that you're not going to ever see someone else and be attracted to them. It doesn't mean that you're not going to ever meet someone else and maybe feel some kind of way. But you have to remember, you have to have that character, that love for God, that love for your reputation, for who you are, regardless of the consequences or the rewards. So you have to be willing to step away. And remember, I'm married. I'm committed. There's someone who has faith in me. There's someone who I have committed to that needs to be able to trust me. So you have to have character in order to get beyond the, um, I'll call them the excitement moments. So that's why I wanted to just kind of focus on character as, as we begin the show, just kind of have people think about what what's your character? What will people think or say about you? What do they think or say about you? I heard a, a sermon, well, kind of a sermon on love as in preparation for this show, and he was with love and marriage uh, was the topic. And in that, the speaker, and I, I forget his name, I'll try to look it up, the speaker talked about how we say that we are representative of God, and he said, I know God must be saying, oh, no, 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 don't tell people you know me because you're messing up my reputation. And I was just, I thought that was so unique, you know, and so so funny. But, again, even in the way we love, even in the way we treat people, we have to we have to really be careful if we are calling ourselves children of God, how we love our husband, how we love our wife, our wives, whatever, how you love your children, everyone, if, if, it, should, it should represent that agape love that God has for us. So, Rodney, I'll turn turn it over to you and fill in the blanks. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to to, to, to character or stay on it rather, um, because I think love is something that should be a part of your character. Love should be something that uh, is one of the main things that define you. Do you have love in your heart, and do you have that unconditional love? Um, or are you a situational lover? Um, 
is, is the question that we should be asking ourselves um, on a daily basis because before you can love anyone else, you have to love yourself, and you can't love yourself if you don't have love within you. That love, first of all, comes from, from God. Um, and while we're on that, um, the scripture says that, you know, it, it says how can we love God who we've never seen, um, but, you know, we mistreat our neighbor. And to me, character is who you are when no one else is watching. When no one else is listening, what are you talking about? When, when no one else is around, what are you doing? Are you a hypocrite? Who, who is the real you? And, and, and only you can answer that question. We can lie to everyone else, but we can never lie to God and we can never lie to ourselves. So if love is not in your heart, and even 1 Corinthians, uh, the 13th chapter, talks about, uh, it talks about love, but it also talks, talks about different actions and different deeds. And it doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter, um, you know, what you can do. It doesn't matter. You know, you can prophesy. You can have the, the, the faith to move a mountain. But if that love is not in your heart, that unconditional love, if it's not in your heart, then nothing else really matters. Um, and a point that I, that, that I wanted to make really quick is that I hear people say all the time uh, that the reason why, you know, they, they go to church or the reason why, um, you know, they stop doing certain worldly things is because they don't, they don't want to die and go to hell. Now, I'm not God, so I can't make any decisions on whether people go to heaven or hell. But if your only reason for living a certain way is so that you don't die and go to hell, my question is, do you think that that is going to be sufficient enough for God? Or do you think that God is looking for that person who is sort of like, you know, in the movie Joanna Man, just because, you know, when she said, I, I, you know, I want flowers just because it's Wednesday, like you don't have to have a particular reason. Because if you're, if you're doing something um, just because of the outcome, the reward or consequences, if you're doing it based on that, then what happens when you find out that you're not going to get the reward that, that, you, that you think that you're going to get? Or what happens when you find out that the consequences aren't so um, severe or what you think that they're going to be? Um, as a teacher, I see this all the time. The kids, um, you know, you can say, well, if you don't stop talking, I'm going to call your mother. They may stop talking for a second, but then they'll keep doing it. And then if you never call their mother and they found out that, that you know, your consequences aren't what you say they're going to be, guess what? You've just lost that kid. You may have them at first when they think that you're going to call their mother, but once they find out you're bluffing, that's the end of that. So if we find out, because, because um before Jesus died on the cross, people people didn't go. To, they didn't go to heaven. Um, they didn't go straight to heaven. Where you know the heaven that 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 we believe in today, the heaven that we know of, they didn't go there until Jesus died on the cross and, and resurrected. So that that took some serious. Like, okay, I know I'm not going to this to this place, 
because Jesus hasn't gone to prepare that place yet. And so do we have that kind of love in our hearts? Do we have that kind of character in our hearts to where we're doing things just because it's the right thing to do? My kids ask me all the time, well, if I, if I, if I do this, are you going to give me some candy or what's my reward? And I tell them all the time, I'm not giving you anything. You should do this just because it's the right thing to do. You should tell the truth because it's the right thing to do. You should do your homework because it's the right thing to do. You should respect other people because it is the right thing to do. And I think when you talk about character and who a person really is, it's who they are when no one else is watching. And who are you when rewards and consequences are not a factor? Would you live right if there was no such thing as a heaven and hell? Would you make better choices? If we didn't have law enforcement, would you still be a productive citizen? And I think that, you know, those are some things that we have to consider when we, when we talk about character and we talk about love. But love should definitely be a part of your character. Well, Rodney, what do you, what, in your opinion, what is, um, do you, do you feel it's possible to define love? And if so, how would you define it? Um, I would define love the way that it is, and I think that you, I think that you can uh, define love first of all. And I like the definition that is given in First Corinthians, the thirteenth chapter, because I think that it speaks to exactly what love is, what love should be, what love should look like, and also inside of us. Um, And I think it defines um, who God is and what God stands for. Um, And it says love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And I think that that is a sound definition of what we, love is and what it should look like. We put that in the show detail, and that's the question kind of arise, what does it look like on you? And that's a two-part, two-fold question for what does it look like on you as being the person that's in love? And what does what does it look like for, for people as a couple? Because, you know, if we are, I remember I had a friend um, a couple years ago, and she had met, met this guy and, and dating, and, and, you know, that always kind of uh, creates this disconnect, so to speak, unfortunately. But you see less, you know, you just kind of see less of them, uh, less of people when they get in a relationship. So it had been a couple of, couple of good months since I had seen her, and I finally did, and I, I shared with her after the fact, but I remember thinking, boy, if that's love, I sure don't want that. And because when I seen her, she looked so unhappy. Um, and so I shared, you know, I shared, shared it with her, and, yes, she, she was actually miserable, um, and, and finally did just, just deal with the situation. But, you know, if love is all these things, and, again, especially people who, who 
are representing God and God's love. And as you just read, how the, the Bible explains the, the being patient, kind, is not jealous, does not brag, and, and so forth. I want to read the Webster, and again, we put this out there on, on, on the social media, uh, so it's in the show details. But Webster, Webster defines love as a feeling of strong and constant affection for a person, attraction that includes sexual desire, the strong affection felt by people who have a romantic relationship. And so often I feel like people go into relationships basing it off of that that, that attraction feeling, uh, the sexual desire feeling. I know, Rodney, last week I think I mentioned to you uh, that a friend of mine did not want to date a guy because she, she said when she put on heels, she would be taller than he is. But now he's a great <laughs> guy, seemingly. He's a great guy. But it's just to remind, I, I say that to remind us you know, we get so caught up in what, what this guy looks like, how tall he's. And I'm not saying you don't need to be attracted to someone, but our attraction should not be based upon if I put on heels, then I will be taller than he is or she is. Um, so you're like you're basing on, basing the fact. And my question was, well, you know, you, you're not in heels every every day, all day, you know. So... <laughs> I feel that we, we base our relationships and our love. It's kind of what you said is it a situational love. It's, it's based on situations, on circumstances, on on what we do. And, and so often we go into relationships, and specifically marriage, thinking that love is enough to make it work. And it's not. Love, in my opinion, you disagree with me? No, no, I forgot no. to tell you guys we have we have Cody. I'm so sorry, Cody. Cody is is back in in the studio <laughs> with us, listening quietly. And when I said that, he his face his facial expression changed. So I asked him to disagree, but now, you don't. I, I've never heard that before. That that love is not enough. Yeah, because usually people are like, you know, oh, I love him, I love her so much, I love, I love, I love, but. I ain't gonna lie. When I look at a lot of marriages and, and be around some people that are married, I mean, do you, do you see love? Do you see patience? Do you see kindness? Uh, do you see not all and, the time? Not all the time. And and, and and I think I have asked myself that question, maybe on a subconscious level. Like, is is all like like there, there there may be songs out there. All you need is love, you know. But is that really true? And I mean, is it, it could it be more than just loving a person? I mean, could it be more? I mean, I maybe I've asked myself that before on a subconscious level, but, you know. See, you know, I feel it has to be because you have to – love, is to me, it's an action word. It's going to take action from both of you. I heard um, – I heard, and I'm going to try to find it, but if it's just love, what happens when – like going back to the situation, situation circumstances. What happens when when something changes? Because at some point in time, doing life together forever, you're gonna your emotions are gonna change. You're gonna go go through some things, and that's where we come back to that character where you have to be committed to your choice to love this person, and and in your choice to love this person, it means that I am going to. In my opinion, you're saying that I am going to commit for a lifetime to meeting this person's needs to the best of my ability, and in some cases, before 
he or she uh, makes that need verbal to you. So to me, that's what love is, meaning I, I have become so in tune with you. And, again, I'm speaking on the marriage level. And if you're going to get to marriage, then you should see some of that before you enter into the marriage. But I'm so in tune with, with you and this life that we are have committed to doing together that I'm going to get into your space. We're going to become one flesh, and I want to meet your needs. I want to meet your needs. I want to think about your needs for tomorrow. Even sometimes when you don't know you're going to need this tomorrow, your partner does, and you're willing to express that in some cases without expectation. Without well, and, expect- and, and also, Tammy, I, I think that when you, first of all, when, when it comes to marriage, um, it seems like today there are more divorces than there are marriages. Um, it seems like every time you turn around, some, some, someone is getting divorced. Uh, there's a couple getting divorced. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact that people uh, get married out of convenience today. Um, and people are, people are selfish. And, you know, we, we tend to be all about ourselves and all about our own personal needs, and I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the music um, that we listen to and, and, and what we see on, on, on TV with these reality shows, uh, and we've gotten away from the principles of the Bible. We've gotten away from what love truly is, and so as you just, as you, as you just said, we're not totally committed. We're not sold out to this person um, that, that we say uh, we want to be with, and many times we get married for the wrong reasons. Uh, which, in that case, I blame both people because you should be paying attention to the signs that are there, um, and not committing your life to someone who is showing you that they're not as committed to you as you say you are to them. And so. Um, when it comes to marriage, you should have that, that type of love for your mate that will keep you guys together for the rest of your lives. When you say to death do us part, that should really be the case. Death should end your marriage. But we hey, don't, Rodney, we don't what see is, that a lot anymore. Rodney, I don't want to uh-huh. miss this question. You just, you just said that you should have that type of love. What is that type of love? To keep I, would you say that, I would say it's that unconditional love. It's that agape love where, um, where it's not based on feelings or emotions, where that love is, is just automatic. Um, uh-huh. You don't have to do anything to, 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 to get my love. It's, love is just within me. Uh, now, granted, don't be stupid about it and let people walk all over you uh, right. because God does, God does give us common sense. But if you're going to give someone any of your time, and, and, and let's back up even before marriage. The first thing we usually see uh, or get to know about a person is, is their physical traits, and that's usually where the attraction starts. Um, and, and we all have different attractions. So that's usually where it starts. And then there's a conversation. Right, and then we may agree to go out on a date. At that point, you should be trying to 
get to know people, and I think I said this a few weeks ago, people will always tell them themselves. The question is, are you listening when they are telling on themselves? And that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. But are you listening when that person is telling on themselves? Are you listening when that person is telling you who they really are? Because me being someone who has, one, uh, been married before. Um, I got married when I was 20, 22 and divorced when I was 25, and who has been in, in, in different relationships even outside of that. I don't blame any female for um, the fact that it did not work out because whatever, whatever happened, the signs were there ahead of time. I just chose to ignore the signs, or I chose to be in denial. So I can't put that back on that person. So pay attention to who people to, to, to who people are and what they're telling you when they're not trying to impress you, because that's when people tell on themselves. If if you're asking a lot of questions, people are going to tell you, or if you tell people what you want, then they're going to tell you what you want to hear. So, you know, you know the sign. You're, you're, I agree with you, 100 plus percent. The signs are always there, and we want. And, and this is more, more so women. We want so badly to be married, um, no matter the cost, no matter the signs, no matter um, what you see, what you hear, and what you know in your heart. We miss that because. Society tells us you got to be married, you got to have kids, and you got to do it by this time. And they miss preparing us for those days where things are not so perfect. You know, I, I went to a wedding, and I shared this with you, Rodney. I think that's how we ended up talking about this topic. I went to a wedding, and I could not help but sit there, all this great stuff, beautiful, beautiful bride, beautiful groom, beautiful family, and I could not, and I'm sitting there doing the wedding thinking, am I going to be a couple years, two, maybe three years, asking myself, why are you guys divorcing? What happened to how you felt on the day that you got married? What happened to all the smiles, all the joy that I see? And I felt bad about thinking that. But that is the case for so many people that has gotten married that I know in my life. Very few, very few are still together. So if this is the case, then why don't we look at love differently and why don't we realize that there are a number of people who are divorced who loved one another? Unless you we have to we have to get we have to read and study in order to take, to, to get driver's license. We have to go get a degree to, to do whatever we want to do for the rest of our lives. But the most important thing, one of the things that shapes this world, that love, this God is love. First and greatest commandment, talks about love. Why don't we try to figure out how to love? What does it take to love? And then do we really love ourselves? Because once you love yourself, you start to you start to cut out all the other stuff. You start to just cut 
cut, cut the stuff away. It's less that you will deal with, less that you will tolerate. And I know that to be true. And once you get to a place where you are okay and comfortable, if it means I will be alone for the rest of my life, rather than have a day of misery or a day of living with someone who I realized, like you said, I missed the signs. But I didn't miss them. I avoided them. I ignored them. But I also heard that, you know, and going back to women, we want the ring, but we don't really know what, what that marriage, what marriage entails and the sacrifice it takes to have that unconditional, as Rodney mentioned earlier, that unconditional love, that agape love, and that character to say it. And, again, we're not telling, like, we're not saying you just let people walk all over, all over you and you and do this. But, you guys, I love Brandon, only son. But sometimes he gets on my nerves so bad and I wonder, did I bring the wrong child home? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, really. But I love him unconditionally. Unconditionally. And you'll hear people say, and again, about marriage, people really feel like you should love your kids more than you love your husband. Uh-oh. Whereas, but got me, oh, I struck a nerve. <laughs> but, but people really do. They'll say, no, you should love your, you love your kids more than you love your husband. But God doesn't say you and your children become one flesh. He does, the word doesn't say you and your mom be, are one flesh. It doesn't say that. So that's what I meant when I'm saying that it takes more than love because there are a lot of people, in my opinion, who divorced and they, they love each other. Now, there are a lot of people who got married who really never knew what love was. They, their girlfriends got married. They, they were getting a little older. They wanted some children. And like Rodney said, they ignored the signs. And then you wonder, okay, why am I divorced? Why am I a single mom? And that's why we got to start looking at love differently and, and, and especially looking at marriage differently because it's not an everyday, all-day perfect situation. Like we said, people are going to change. What if you marry someone today, they're in a, con- a, a car accident tomorrow, and they have no limbs? Does love keep you together then, Cody? <laughs> and not just keep you together, does it keep you faithful? Not just keep you together. Uh-oh, Rodney. <laughs> but, but will it keep you faithful uh, to that person? And you know something? When you just uh, was, was talking about Brandon, um, I was doing some, some, some research today, and when I was looking at agape love, it said um, – Divine love of God towards his son. And then it says, agape love is never determined by our feelings. You don't have to feel it in order to give it. Feelings can follow after showing it. And I thought that was pretty deep because if you have that unconditional love, you're going to find yourself doing things that probably – would make other people look at you and say, have you lost your mom? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And when it comes to your children, your children are going to pluck your nerves, right? I believe that's one of our missions here on earth is to pluck our parents' nerves. But 
regardless of what your child does, your child is still going to have a roof over their head. Your child is still going to uh, going to be fed every day. Your child is still going to have clean clothes. Your child is still going to have a decent life. Now, they may not get the things that they want because they haven't necessarily deserved them, but just because you have that unconditional love, your child is still going to be cared for. Even when, even when people hurt you, you don't have to necessarily, you know, kiss up to them, but you, you know, and it's not in you to retaliate against them either because the love within you won't let you retaliate. The love within you will forgive them. You'll always remember it, but you'll forgive them. And when I say you'll remember it, it won't be, you know, to hold it against anyone, but you're not going to, you know, easily allow that person back in the next time possible. So, you know, Ronnie, it's like a habit. It's like love should be like, like what you, guess what we said earlier when it's trying to explain character. As you talked about that, I just thought habit. We should have a habit of loving, especially that agape love, and that takes work. But you're so right. When it comes to our children, we, we tend, for the most part, most parents tend to, even even when they don't want to, they tend to express that agape love. Whereas, mm-hmm. like I said a little bit earlier, we we think we should love our children more than our than our husbands, and a lot of people do that. A lot of us do that. I can I can say that 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 probably was me. I mean, really, seriously, and and it could have been because of the type of marriage that I was in. You know, it could have been the relationship itself because uh, it was a. Lord have mercy, it was one. So it might have been easier for me to love Brandon or feel like I loved Brandon more. Not the right thing to do. I'm not certainly not saying that was the right thing to do, and I'm not who I was. I'm not who I was then. But that agape love, you guys, in order to do that and have that for anyone, because uh, right here, right, I looked it up as well, and it says you kind of do it without feeling, and that's why I thought about, well, you know, it should be like a habit, but that's impossible to do without loving yourself, knowing, loving yourself is nothing else because God created you just like you are. He created you, and for sure, loving God, and I feel like that's what we continue to miss. We we see love and we see marriage as this feeling, as this emotion, um, as something that the world tells us we we have to have, we have to to do as far as marriage in order to be somebody, in order to be um, seen as valuable to our friends and to society. Not really knowing what it takes to live with someone day in and day out to have those differences to take joy in picking up your husband's dirty clothes after you said, honey, please put them away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it just takes time and that kind of love to have that kind of patience to where you stay, you're able to stay committed to your commitment that you chose that person to do life with. Cody, you look like you're answering. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, 
in my opinion, I really, I say in this society, I really don't think a lot of us really love ourselves, and I really don't think a lot of us are really prepared to be with one individual for the rest of our lives because we're not, because we're not, we, we live in a materialistic society, and it's ironic how, and I don't know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, anybody can, because I, I, I haven't looked this up recently, but I used to hear the number one, maybe the number two, but the number one factor of people divorcing, or, or I say one of the major reasons, I'll put it that way, one of the major reasons for couples breaking up out of marriage is because of money, which leads to materialism and and all these other things, and and too many of us, like like we like we like we're talking about loving without feeling. A lot of us are running on emotions, energy, and motion, emotions, and because we're running in energy of motions, we're really not processing and critically thinking about what we're doing. So, yes, we're ignoring the signs, we're ignoring the red flags when we see this other person. And, and, and we also, we also some, a number of us, I don't, I, don't, I don't think like this no more. I, I learned better. But a lot of us think we can change the other individual to our liking, and that is just impossible. The only, the only, the only way they can change is for them to make the choice to change and whatever, but then again, how can you love someone and you're trying to control how they are and what they do and how they think? Mm-hmm. Um, I know I said quite a bit of stuff, but I mean, I, my, my point is is that we're not critically thinking about what we're doing and we're choosing to ignore those red flags and those signs because we're we're having energy in motion or emotions going on, and that's and that's real, and we're allowing that to control what we're thinking about and how we deal with that situation with that other individual. Mm-hmm. Rodney? <laughs> I, think, I think he's right on point. And I love the fact that he brought up uh, about trying to change people. You, you should never want to uh, be with anyone who you can control. You should never, uh, you should not want to be in a relationship with someone who is easily persuaded, because if you can easily persuade them, guess what? You're not the only one, and that's going to lead to even more issues. Uh, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, people people being uh, easy or girls being fast. Like if she gives it up to you quickly, then who else has she given it up to? But the same works when it comes to being able to control and persuade people. A person who's easily persuaded. It's not just when it comes to one person. And furthermore, I want to love you for who you are, not for who I think you are or for who you've allowed me to make you into being. Uh, because love is not a puppet show. I shouldn't be able to, to, to control your words and your actions. And, you know, I, I, I don't like it when people get around me be who be whoever you are, and for a long time, uh, my life was like that. People just 
they 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 never took the time to get to know me. So they went off of the little bit that I would show, and they would say, oh, well, I can't do X, Y, Z. And it's like, listen, I don't judge people. Um, and whatever life you choose, you have to answer to God uh, for that life. You have to answer to yourself. You have to, when, when you lay down at night, I'm not there. When you look in the mirror, I'm, I'm not, you're not going to see me. You're going to see yourself. You should be comfortable with the person you are. So I totally agree with that point. We, we need to stop trying to change people. We need to take people for who they are or just leave them, all, leave them alone altogether because guess what? The person that you may not like, somebody is going to, to, to love that person for whatever it is. If you don't like heavy set women, leave them alone. Because guess what? There are guys out out in the world who love heavy set women. Leave, leave them alone. You know, if that's not your thing. And so, you know, I think we have to do a better job of being unselfish and stop looking out for, you know, our own personal desires, our 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 own, uh, you know, our own agendas, and just take people for who they are or just don't take them at all. You know, I like something Cody said, that we're not prepared for marriage. I take that back to how the world seemingly, for the most part, um, and this is for, for other reasons, of course, I'm not saying that this has anything to do with relationship, love, and marriage, but I'm just using using this as an example of how we have to uh, take the driver's license test in order to drive and things like this, but there's no special requirement for getting married um, so that people stay married, so that they have an idea of what they're going into. I asked a couple, a very young couple, uh, a few questions, and they got married. I had no idea, but I just learned just a few minutes ago that their anniversary, they've been married one year. So I saw just their, their posting just a few minutes ago, but I asked this question last week, uh, or maybe the week before, and I, and I asked them to just kind of you know answer the question at their leisure. And so this couple, you guys, they were both, the male and the female, the, male, the man and the woman were both, uh, had never had sex before. So they, they entered into their marriage um, never having sex before. So I just read on Facebook that from the husband that, you know, he said that people try to get them to live together. They incur- they said that they should live together first before they get married and da-da-da. He said, I'm glad we did it the right way. Well, I asked the question, what, if anything, changed once you knew you were in love with each other? Because I hear people say love changes things. Um, And his question was, not too much, but my desire to never hurt her. So he's saying that changed. I guess that grew more. Um, One of my favorite answers, because I feel that the more time you spend with someone, the more you should love them. We, we, We move too fast in the beginning. Um, if you if you buy me one rose within six months, when we're married, maybe I should get two. And what I'm saying, it seems that we start big and we end small. 
Mm-hmm. So rather than taking me to a restaurant and spend $100 on me, take me to McDonald's and spend, I'm serious, I'm just saying, I'm making the coach <laughs> laughing at it. But I'm saying that because, again, we spend so much time trying to uh, say who we are and what we're going to do, and then when I'm in love or I'm in, I'm, we're married, we feel like oh, I have to buy one rose. I don't have to buy one rose now. Let alone 12. Mm-hmm. I don't have to buy one. So his answer to that was not too much, but my desire to never hurt her. My second question was, how or what did you change in order to make sure you were meeting each other's needs? His answer was, I became as unselfish as possible and made sacrifices in her best interest. I'm going to read that one again. I became as unselfish as possible and made sacrifices in her best interest. And my last question to him was, what is love? And he replied, making sacrifices, caring for dearly, and continuously get, and a continuously giving effort. And to me, I mean, no, no better answers. And to look at, again, two people who decided to do it right, regardless of what society was telling them, you should live together first to see if it will work out. You should do this. And they didn't give in. They did it right. And I feel that God will honor that. I feel that God honors. There's a great deal of favor and honor on, and I'm going to say this, Cody and Rodney, tell me how you feel about this especially on men who love their wives as Christ has loved the church, who are, who are able to have that agape love and take care of women in such a way that it makes them want to be that woman that stays at home and raise those kids, if possible, or sacrifice, stay at home and get a part-time job here or there, sell some jewelry, whatever. It makes that woman want to be the nurturer for her family, wants to be the glue that keeps everything together and the oil that keeps everything running, it, that, that God shows favor, I feel, this is my opinion, on a man who's able to love him and to love his wife that he chose as Christ has loved the church. I think that, uh, I, I think that, he, that he does, Tammy, and that he will. Uh, and you have to remember that uh, Christ loved the church so much that Christ gave his life for the church. And you have to be willing to be that man um, who is going to love your wife unconditionally, who doesn't want to see your wife hurt. You have to be that, that, that man um, if anyone is going to be without, or if anyone is going to have to figure something out, it should be you. Um, you know, you, you, you have to be, like you said, you have to be the unselfish guy. You have to make sure that she is, 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 is well taken care of. You have to make sure that she's straight. And, you know, being well taken care of doesn't always necessarily mean financially. It just means in every aspect of your life. Um, I think that as a man, you know, it is your job to make sure that your family um, has everything that they need. Um, 
you know, and to make sure that your family is doing well and make sure that your family, um, you know, if you're, if something is wrong or something is going on, then it's not you per se. Um, but um, I totally agree. I, I think that God will bless them, man. Uh, I think that God will bless his family. I think he'll bless his children. Uh, but you have to be willing to, to, to be that man, though. You have to be willing to do to do those things. You and, have to and, be willing and, to, to be patient. And, and in Sorry, addition to... Oh, oh, no, you're good. No, you're good. You're good. And in addition to that, we, it, it takes a frame of mind. It, it takes changing the way we think. And, and and what's been put in us and relearning some things, taking some things, putting things aside in our mind and and gradually changing the way we think in order to do those things because if our thinking isn't on par with loving our loving the wife unconditionally, we're gonna have a difficult time and that will be an impossible task. So no, everything you said that that's that's correct. And and it, and it comes with a frame of mind. It comes with a certain mind of uh, the change of mind, the change of heart. And, I mean, that, that takes work. You know, even more so because because of what society tells us about love and about uh, marriage, for sure. If we look at what's going on, uh, people get together. It's easy to get together. Very few stay together, even in, rela- even in relationships. Then you have some people who get married. And then a year later, I mean, you spend five, six, well, I'm probably less. I probably need to add more to this. I was going to say five, six thousand dollars to get married, but I think today they spend a lot more than that. And then again, but you won't, you've not spent a hundred dollars on marriage counseling. <laughs> so you, you put so much into that day. But go to go back to what Cody said, you know, I feel that we, we're all, many of us, are, are victims of a broken heart. From from trying to trust and, and someone somewhere some way, feeling that you gave your all to someone, and I'm gonna say this: do an evaluation on yourself because even when I thought I was giving my all, I wasn't. And I, I talked a little bit about marriage, and I don't go too much into that because you have to kind of tell other folks' business too, and I don't want to do that until that person says it's okay. However, when I thought I was doing, I was loving when I thought I was in love. You guys, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know what love, I didn't know what it me- meant to really love someone in that agape way and, and more so to express it. So it's, mm-hmm. when people break, like what you're saying, Rodney, it's, you go into it blinded, so to speak, but at the same point, the signs were there. And then you get into it. And you think, how can I take the signs down? Well, you can't because now you want to change this person after the fact. You know, you want to change. You done bought the new car and 30 days later, you you think, I don't like this. I want all my money back. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not that, that easy. But I, I do feel like based on, on, on circumstances, the divorce rate, um, the infidelity rate, even before marriage, uh, the lack of character, lack of commitment, of owning up to your commitment, it makes all of us a little weary to want to do this again. But when you get into that realm of God and understanding who God is, I, it's okay for us to, 
to feel that that type of love, agape love, that unconditional love, that having that relationship that will work, that it's possible to find. And if it doesn't, my people, I go back to saying, what is love and how does it look on you? Think about how you want to do every day of your life. If you're in love, you should love should bring some 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 peace, some overall peace. Again, you're gonna have your challenging that challenging days, but love should make life better. Love should make you better, your mate better, you together better, life better, days better, nights longer, better, overall. You know, right now I share with you, and I wish I remember where I read this about the when asked how the couple had been married for so long and when asked uh, what was the secret, and the wife said, we never allowed each other to fall out of love at the same time. Mm. That was valuable to me because, I mean, in reality, you guys, I feel like you will wake up some days and emotions, feelings will say to you, Oh wow! What? What? I can't take much more of this. Maybe that was the very day that he needed to put his pants in the dirty clothes, or or put that that cup in the dishwasher, or take out the trash. It could be just something so simple. But your feelings, your emotions are working that day, and and you just think, oh, I can't. I, I'm sick of this. And so her answer to me was that we never let, uh, what, never let each other fall out of love at the same time. So somebody had to be the bigger person. Somebody had to sacrifice. Somebody had to be unselfish and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let, let her do what she's doing and, and vice versa. And, and, and Sammy, here, here in uh, going back to the husband, in, in Ephesians 5.25 it says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, excuse me, or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherishes it even as the Lord, the church. And, and it's also interesting that I've met men in the church that they'll, they won't read much scripture like that <laughs> or text like, I'm serious, like especially, Rodney. especially when I meet, <laughs> especially when I meet other men in the church that are like from other countries, like for example, various countries throughout the Caribbean, and, and I'm saying it because I, I've had experience with this, that they are always tend to be so patriarch with their marriage, meaning that, you know, the man is always supposed to be over the wife and blah, 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 this, this, and that, and they bring up Eve and, and what she did. But they rarely talk about, well, I, mean, I, I ain't going to say rarely, but with my experience, they really do not bring up that text about loving the wife as yourself, as God loves the church. They won't talk much about that, and it it and, and my, like the experiences that I've had that 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 will lead to 
relationships that are, from what I've seen and from what I've heard, very unhealthy. It's, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous how they'll bring up these other scriptures, but they won't bring up this text as much. I have a well, question for both of you. Uh-huh, go ahead. I have a question. Would you say that, um, okay, is it possible to love someone and realize that he or she, you love them, but he or she is not the person for you to do life with? Is that possible? Um, and explain your answer. Who wants to go first, Rodney? I say that one more time. Let me, make sure I, let me make sure I got the question. Okay, is it possible to love someone and uh-huh. but realize that he or she is not the right person for you to do life with? And still be with them? Yeah, well, well, is it possible to just, I guess, not just, well, we don't have to go and be with them. <laughs> <Rodney laughs> No, yeah, that was that was my confusion. That was my confusion at first. Um, I think me personally, me personally, I, I do think that you can. Um, I think that you can love someone, but realize that um, that person may not love you, or um, or realize that um, you know it's never going to work out, or you guys will never get married, or you know. Whenever you reach that point, and again, I think that goes back to just being in being in denial or, or versus being being honest with yourself. But I don't think it changes anything, and uh, because you can still have that type of uh, that type of love for for that person, um, you know. But I don't think it necessarily means that you guys have to have to eventually be together because. It reminds me of what I was reading about. Uh, I think it's pronounced Philo's love, where it says, you know, this is a, u- a unique love, uh, you know, that you could possibly have for a friend. Uh, but you know, while it is wonderful, um, this kind of love is not reliable. In other words, that that kind of love, you know, while it is it is great, you know, to uh, to to love somebody as your friend or love somebody as your brother or your sister, to really care about somebody. But the thing with Philo's love is that it fluctuates. Uh, we could be uh, we could be well off today or great for each other today, and then things change. So I do think that is possible. Now, I would encourage anyone, you know, if, if you are, you know, in love with them and they're not in love with you, you may want to think about, you know, pursuing something serious as as marriage um, with that person. But yes, I think that you can uh, love somebody who doesn't necessarily um, love you in the same way. Okay. For me, my opinion is, and this is just my opinion. It, it, I'm reminded of you, you allow people to be themselves, and you love them. That don't mess, that don't necessarily mean that doesn't mean that you have to be with them all the time or live with them or marry them. I mean, if 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 you yeah you can love a person, but if I mean it's just certain people that you just shouldn't be around or can't be around at the moment. I'm just being real, mm-hmm. and 
And and it's and I, and this is another thing, another point. For some reason, and maybe this is me, a lot, a number of us think that because we love someone, that means that we have to do certain things or feel a certain way about them. And, and like, like for an example, and this is this brings up to my other point, and I know I got a bunch of points, but. A lot, of, a number of us are not honest with each other when it comes to how we feel about each other. Like, for example, like, like I hear women tell me or say to me, "Cody, you, you better not call me fat. I know I'm fat, but 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 you better not tell me that I'm fat." And on my way, to man, hold on that. Now, <laughs> now, how are you gonna tell me not to call you fat? But you can call yourself fat, and and and, and you and you acknowledge that you're fat, and I'm not trying to make fun of big people. Don't 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 get it twisted. But and I literally had a woman tell me this, like like I know I'm fat, I know I'm overweight, and this that blah blah blah. But but you can't you 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 dare not call me call me fat or 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 not not even say not even call her fat. She didn't want me to. She really didn't to an extent didn't want me to acknowledge that she was fat or big by saying ooh. Oh, you didn't gain a lot of weight. She didn't even want me to say nothing like that. And and I mean, and 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 I hear about this, you know, this this uh thing called tough love and all that. I don't. I, I'm not gonna get into that. But the the point that I'm making is, it's good to for me, and I'm and I'm speaking for myself as well, because as I talk to women that I'm attracted to, I become I have become more blunt with them as to how I feel and why I want to be with them and I tell them what I do what I what I what I like and what I don't like. I mean I don't I don't put up I don't put out a bunch of stuff right there and then but I mean I give them snippets and all of that. But I think that's one of our problems is that we think we have to be so so called nice, you know, because we love them but yet we really can't have that close of a relationship with them. We just have to have we have to feed them with a long wooden spoon with a very long shaft. So I, mm-hmm. I mean, we have these 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 conceptual ideas that just because you love someone, all it's always going to be, you know, sugar sugar on top, and you know, the cream of the crop, and that's that's just not true. That's not life. That's not even natural. Well, I have a comment. Um, I have a comment that has come in by text, and this is in relation in, in relation to the question asked: Is it possible to love someone but realize you? that this person is not the person you should do life with or make the decisions to do life with. And this person says, uh, yes, it is. Just because you love someone doesn't mean that the two of you are on the same path in life. And she says, use my my relationship with blank. Um, we loved each other, but our life was too complicated with obstacles that prevented us to remain together. I think that mature individuals recognize when love can be destroyed and leave the two with ill feelings. Um, and so th- th- that's kind of that, that was my point. Like, if you love someone, it doesn't always mean that you have to look at that lifestyle. And, and you have to wonder, okay, how do you get to the point of love before missing out on some things that, that will destroy the love if you got married or just would not make the, the relationship doable? You know, that's why it's so important to, 
to look at those things and evaluate each other and be honest with what is your expectation, even as in life, simple day-to-day living. Do you like Do you like going to church? Do you not? Uh, what kind of things you like to eat? What kind of TV shows you like? Find out where you are compatible, and and focus on that, and don't miss the signs. Because again, loving yourself will help you not to ignore the signs. It certainly will. They will be there, as Rodney said earlier. I don't feel like anybody's ever really missed the signs. They might say, oh, he did a good job. No, you. he did a good job, maybe, but you did a better job ignoring them and thinking that it would change afterwards. I agree. Uh, I, I agree. And, and, you know, and you know something else, too, Tammy uh, and Cody? Um I always hear people say, you know, people people talk about, you know, how um, things will be different once they get married. And it's like, no, they won't. Who a person is before you marry them is who they are going to be once you marry them. They are not going to, going to change. Their character is not going to change just because you all are married. doesn't mean that they won't change. They're not going to change just because, you now have their last name or, you know, for the men, your your wife is not going to change just because she took your last name or just because you all um, decided to get married. Marriage is the only thing it changes is, is your tax status. That's all it changes and your name maybe. It doesn't change who you are as a person. And I, I've seen women get caught up. Uh, well, if I, well, you know, if we get married, he's going to stop cheating. No, he won't. <laughs> you know, or guys will say, well, it's cheaper to keep her, so since we have a kid, I'm going to go ahead and marry her. And then you end up you end up sacrificing peace for a few extra dollars, and then eventually we all, we all figure it out. It's not even worth it. You know what? You can live over there. I'll live over here. I'll pay child support. I will be broke. But guess what? I will live peacefully. And we have we have to. We have to go. And we've been repeating this all so long. You have to, one, be honest with yourself. Who are you? What do you like? What, what are your standards? What are your interests? What are your likes? What are your dislikes? And also, be careful about how you relay that information to someone that you are interested in because people will take your story, people will take your likes and dislikes and use them to manipulate you. Be honest about who you are, but be careful about what you share and at what point you share it because first date, you don't need to let out everything because guess what? As a man, and Cody, stop me whenever I'm wrong, but as a man, if I, if I have the wrong reasons for, for being interested in you anyway, I want to find out your likes and dislikes because that is going to help me get whatever it is that I want from you more times than not. It's sex. And you're telling me about all of your issues that you have with your, 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 your kid's father, the issues you're having with your family, kids you have, the, the issues you're having on your job. 
And guess what? Now I have some ammo. I have something to use in order to manipulate you to get what it is that I want. All because you gave too much too soon. Sex isn't the only thing that you can give up on the first night that will ruin your relationship. You can give up some critical information about yourself that will ruin your relationship or ruin whatever it is that you want or have going with someone just because you talk too much. Have a casual conversation and gradually go from there. If someone wants to to get close to you, let them work for that. And I don't mean putting people through tests and setting people up and all of that, but don't give it up all on the first date. And, and you know, Riley, once the, to add to that, once the person shows you who they are and it's not what you want, that's why it's so important to know who you are, to love you, to know what you want, to know the things that you you can deal with and will not deal with. And so often we see those things. Cody's facial expressions, you guys, I wish you guys could see them. But but once you see those things, why stick around? Why? I mean, if you know that they they are an extreme, I mean, deal killer that is so far from who you are, and what you are and what you stand for and, and who you represent. Why why do we stick around? For it's women, I think it's on that desperate thing, feeling like without a man, without a ring, my clock is ticking, I got to, this, this has to be better than nothing. But I'm telling you, nothing is worth your peace. Nothing is worth turning your home into a hellhole, nothing, mm-hmm. and nobody. And I, I think to answer your question, Sammy, I think it goes back to what Cody said earlier. People stick around, I think, in that situation because they really feel like they can change somebody. Oh, and maybe. and you have to, uh, I think, ask yourself, is this person never changing? Can I live with them? For the rest of my life, if figure out what the the whatever you think the worst thing about this person is, whatever it may be, and be honest with yourself. If this thing about this individual never changes, can I deal with it for the rest of my life? If it's your husband not picking up his clothes, or if it's this man, you know who you know doesn't pick up his clothes, can you deal with that? If this person has a lot of female friends or a lot of guy friends, can you deal with that? Be honest with yourself. Some people are not affectionate because of things they went through in their childhood. You can show them love, but if your love never changes that about that person, are you going to be okay with the fact that you want to cuddle and he or she may not want to cuddle as much as you want to cuddle? They may they may want to sit on the couch with you, and watch TV, but they may not want you touching them. They may not want you laying in their lap or want to lay in your lap or whatever the case is. Can you deal with that? And if you can't, it's best to for both parties 
it's best to just walk away because you can, at that point, you can still be friends, you can still be, be cordial with one another. But what happens is we lie to ourselves, which leads us to lie to our mates, and then when the truth finally comes to the surface, now hatred and bitterness set in. And now where you could have at least been, you know, uh, maybe not talk to each other every day, but you could have at least been cordial with one another every now and then. Hey, how you doing? Just wanted to, you know, say hi or check on you. You can't even do that because now you hate this person. You don't even want to hear anyone say their name because hey, you lie to yourself and you lie to them. Yeah, and, and you know, and I think, especially when I was a little younger, from from what you've said, I think maybe not everything per se, but uh, no, no, not I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think from what I was taught at an earlier age, well, we're compromising. It's about compromise. You have to compromise. And is is there a difference between compromise and what you just said about, well, if, if she doesn't want me to lay on her lap or anything, you know, can I live with that for the rest of my life? Well, I'll I'll compromise and 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 just deal with it. But is that is that I mean, I mean, I'm agreeing with what you, with what you said. Is is that called compromise as well? But maybe that's not a, a good compromise of. Or comp- I mean, a good, not, that's not a good compromise decision to make. That <laughs> that's a good question. Um, <laughs> that that is a that is a really good question because I think that goes back to what we were saying about sacrifice and, and, and being unselfish. And, and maybe that you know that wasn't a a good example. I just thought about that because of uh, something that a, a good friend of mine told me um, about her husband. Uh, you know where you know. He's not that affectionate because um, uh, of some some things that have nothing to do with her. Um, he loves her and she knows that, but you know that's something that you know is very difficult for him. Um, so, you know, I think I don't know. That's a good question. Because <laughs> um, I do think that I do think that marriage involves sacrifice. The question that, that I asked was, what is the difference between, well, what is the difference between compromise, compromising and, and, and letting some things go by as far as, like he made an example of, uh, of uh, you know, someone doesn't want the, the spouse or whoever to uh, lay on their lap or whatnot. Okay. Is that a good is that a good is that a good compromising decision, and and could this lead okay. into something as far as, like he said earlier about sacrificing, could it be that maybe we're sacrificing certain things, but but we're us ignoring the red flags, so to but speak. See, you it's, can't. It's it. I, I totally really a good question. Hey, I missed it. Um, it's <laughs> almost impossible to compromise. It is impossible who you are and what you need. If I'm an affectionate person, that, re- that reminds me of the five love languages. If my language is 
um, affection. If it if 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 my the way I love or receive love or feel that you love me is your giving me affection, my being able to cuddle up with you. And if I see that you are not that type of person, if I see that early in the relationship, if I see that and I ignore that thinking, okay, well, he's going to fall in love with me, he's going to realize how much I love him, and then he'll be okay with me uh, doing that. And and, and I'm, I'm going to be a little transparent against better judgment, but it, it doesn't happen. I had that situation in my marriage where I, I do like to cuddle. I do like the affection. He was just the opposite. He, di- he didn't want you cuddling up, laying on him, whatever. And it became, it was, it was a part of the deal breaker. It, because it leaves you feeling insecure, unloved. Um, so the things that, that's why I said you have to know what you want, what, what, what works for you. What works for you and what are you able to sacrifice? You know, picking up the dirty clothes, hey, come on. How, how, long, how much time does it really take? Is that worth uh, the <laughs> battle? You know, I mean, there's another solution for that. I remember, you know, Brandon and, and his clothes. I just, I told, I'm going on strike. I'm not doing anything. I'm not washing. I'm not cleaning. I'm not doing anything. And sometimes you just don't, don't, don't open your mouth, don't say anything. Actions speak a lot better. Did it work? Yes, temporarily. But, hey, it got me enough energy to start back doing the same thing again. I just needed to make a point. <laughs> so, but believe it or not, you guys, clothes left on the – and that's what I meant by sometimes you let so much go, you sacrifice so much so to you lose who you are. You don't know who you are anymore. You don't know what you want. And then one day, one day, he leaves his dirty clothes on the on the floor, and you want a divorce. But it's not about the dirty clothes. It's because you've sacrificed so much of who you are, and you don't feel loved anymore. And now the dirty clothes just do it. I'm done. And you're ready to walk out, and you and you you end up saying, well, he wasn't clean, or she didn't do this, she didn't do that. No, you guys didn't take care of some things in the beginning. And you thought you were going to change, and nobody did. And like Rodney said, it doesn't change afterwards. It, if it's not like it, like you wanted to be before, you better hold up. Because you, you <laughs> if you got twelve roses, why dating? You probably don't get any while married. <laughs> just what society, just how people do marriage. Not saying everybody, not not totally. If she cooked for you before you got married. The likelihood of you getting some meals afterwards is slim to none. That's just the way society has taught us to be. Is everybody like that? I'm not saying that. But for the for the majority, people think once I get you, hey, we're done. We're done with this dating. And the game really has just begun. We're in mm-hmm. overtime now. This game never ends. We're going to stay in overtime for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back in here. Uh, uh, going back, you know, uh, we're really staying with with Cody's question. I think that sacrifice uh, is is a part of the is a part of your your relationship. And while something may not be you per se, if you are an unselfish person, right? Uh, if that is a part of 
who you are, who you really are, your character. Something may not be you specifically, but you don't mind doing it because you are an unselfish person. For example, um, Tamaria is not really, you know, a sports person, right? But if if I want to watch a game and she knows, you know, I like the Giants, so if the Giants are playing, uh, she will watch the game with me. She watched the Super Bowl with me, cooked food for me to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, but she doesn't get into sports like that. And if I wasn't there, she she may not have watched the Super Bowl. But because she's an unselfish person, she didn't mind cooking cooking food for me for the game and sitting down watching the game with me. And not only that, like, you know how people do stuff, but you can tell, like, they really don't want to do it. It wasn't like that. She got into the game. You know, we were we, we were talking about the game. You know, we, we were having a good time sitting there and watching the game. So while something may not be a part of who you are necessarily, uh, if you're in a relationship and who you are is an unselfish person, then you won't mind um, doing things that are a part of your your uh, your mate uh, character or who they are. Because remember, now her and I are not married. But remember, when you when you are, when you're married, it says that you know you become one. So I am you, and you are me. That's why before you even get married, you need to make sure that you know this is somebody that I can truly say that we are one. Um, you know, I, I am them. They are me. You know, they represent who I am. I represent who they are. And I totally agree with you there, Rodney. I, I, I mean, and I, I think that's a lot different, much different from, um, you know, just just a certain thing being your language, is your love language, or the way you receive love. Um, I think people, if you're really in love, you're going to do life together. People have to really work to um, honor each other in the way that they receive love and feel love, and that's where you, you can become unselfish, you know, because how, mm-hmm. how difficult would it be to allow someone to just put their, put your, put their you know, put their head in your chest or whatever, hold your hand, um, because you, we have to understand that women love differently. Women receive love. Women love, in both part, for the most part, women like to walk and, and have their guy hold their hands or hug, give them a hug or kiss them on the cheek or something in public. Do men really probably want to do that most of the time? Probably not, most of them. I do. You do? Okay, <laughs> do. okay, okay. Cody says That's I do. Go, so, so, but but here you go, Cody. You have such a hard time. Can I say this? You have such a hard time finding a woman who appreciates the type of man you are. Yeah. I mean, so true. here we go. We say, we know we're going to say, if we go there. But Cody, <laughs> I mean, is a nice-looking young man. Young who who would make someone a great guy, but he, he went into women who thinks he's too nice or gay. They yeah, okay, gay. yeah, exactly. So we see, okay, we're going, <laughs> you know, and and something's, and, something's wrong with them. <laughs> what did you say? I said, I said, in their mind, something's wrong with them. <laughs> yeah, I, and and yeah. yeah, and I mean, and especially. Where I live at in a local area, it's—I don't know—it's—it's, it's, you know, it, it, 
and and I was being sarcastic with uh with with one with one guy I was talking to about this, and and I was saying you know it's I'm gonna be blunt I, and I was talking about black women because that's that's what I was dealing with and no I don't hate black women I, I like my my <laughs> sisters, um a number of them don't have the head straight and some of them do, or a number of them, a number of them do but, and I, I was being sarcastic but I was being truthful I was you know telling the truth as well. The reasons why I I'm not having success with with certain women um, or certain black women is and I and I and I like to date other than black I'm, you know don't get it twisted but I, I I look gay that's what one of them told me I look gay so that means I look like a a punk I don't look like a shook knight I don't look like a thug I don't look tough and I don't have any swag for some reason. And, and it's especially when I ask women who are older than me, they the very first thing that comes out of their mouth, oh, you got to have swag. And I know what swag means. Swag people, folks, all swag means, and that comes from a Norwegian term, all that means is just swing your body from side to side. That doesn't mean anything about mm-hmm. this man is, going, is great for you or any of that. That's some BS. I'm just going to be blunt with that. And 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 that goes back to people not thinking about what they're talking about. They're not doing any critical thinking. And then my question to them is, well, what happened to the swag? I mean, how come the swag didn't keep you two together? Now y'all divorced. I'm just being real. What happened? I mean, I mean, I mean, the swag didn't do anything. So, you know, these these views, these concepts that we hold that oh, he's not tall enough. Uh, he he doesn't. He he's not big and. And all this, all this other stuff. I'm not. Yeah, all this other stuff. It doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, it's it's like if 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 what you see is what you get with me, and I expect the same thing for the female that that I see. And I mean, what you see is what you get. That's that's that on that. I don't care about all this other stuff about swag and all that. That's that's that ain't nothing. <laughs> Cody, I, Cody, I feel you, man. I, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, fortunately, you know, I've, I've been, uh, blessed with someone who, um, is that, is that, that woman who, um, is into nice guys who, you know, doesn't look for, you know, uh, wasn't looking for a guy who, you know, his pants are hanging down or, you know, who has this thug image or, or anything like that. Um, and I, and, and, um, I want to read something uh, that a friend of mine posted on Facebook. Um, and it says, for me, love is a partnership, open communication, not judging, listening. Uh, your partner is your number one priority, um, and you are theirs. Uh, there's trust, togetherness, support. Um, your personal dreams are supported. Um, it takes work and devotion. Um, one of my friends um, Sent me that earlier. I, uh, I just didn't get a chance to read it. Any thoughts on that one? Wow. Um, that's, I mean, it seems. I mean, it sounds right on track to me. As, I mean, the issue is, is that a lot of these women, they don't want that. And I written, and I've and I and I've come and for me, I I think, and I could be wrong on this, and I'm not talking about all women or or a certain group of women or all them. I'm not, um, but if the shoe fits, you know, wear it. But 
I really think a lot of women really do not want a good man. I really don't. I really, I really don't think they. It, it's like they, they, they want something or somebody, but or maybe they really do deep down want someone good, but whatever that means to uh, various people. But I really don't think women really want a genuine man. Uh, well, I ain't gonna say a genuine a man who who likes to take care of them and who who wants to try and practice to love uh, to love them and to practice that unconditional love. That's what I think, but okay. I could be wrong. It, it, and I think you're saying about the same thing, but for, for a person who posted on Facebook, going back to what you said, you know, it is a partnership. And, and it goes back to you guys, it takes more than love. Just because you love someone and you get married, look at Society has taught us everything we need to know, positively and negatively, meaning it has taught you enough for you to to do differently and make different choices so that life works for you. And it has shown us enough to also make us think that nothing really works about love and relationship and marriage. That is, you might as well do you 24-7 and keep it moving. Be okay to to having multiple partners, doing whatever, whenever, with whomever. If that's your thing, that's your thing. But that's what I mean. Life has, has given us enough to make better decisions based on what we want for our lives. And that's as it relates to love, relationship, marriage, or whatever. It's just what you do and how you do it. When you when you fall in love, what are you doing to stay in love? Is that person you fall in love with, do you see that person as your lifetime committed partner? Your number one. You got his back and you got her back. When you're down, I'm up. When I'm up and you're down, hey, I pull both of us up. And the open communication part going back to our Facebook person, you know, like Cody said, how often do we sit down and have conversations about, number one, before we get married, put it all on the table. And then after we get married, we definitely got to communicate more. Definitely. We spend more time making sure that things that don't matter work than we do making sure that our marriage work, the keeping our kids, mom and dad, the keeping the family together, we put little effort in that. Little effort in that. It's, it's, we make it so easy. You know, you get married and, and you, a couple hundred dollars, you can get divorced. No sign-up class to do it, no sign-up class to get out of it. And by this time, you got a, a whole lot of little people who will be emotionally affected by this for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But we continue. I love the quote, Rodney, people were created to be loved. Things were created to be used. The reason why the world is in chaos is because things are being loved and people are being used. <laughs> Y'all you want me to read that with you? <laughs> I mean, really, we love... Right, we love things. We get into a marriage and we think we got to have, both of us got to have $60,000 cars. We got to have a $500,000 home. 
and we both got to work 60 hours to keep it going. We got to keep up with the Joneses, and we never have time to even sit down and communicate about our relationship or to to show that love for one another or just to rest because Mm -hmm. the love. So when we talk about what is love, you have to define what is love for you and what type of love would work for you. And be sure that you are communicating that to the person that you're choosing to do life with. Most definitely. And we have a caller, Tammy. Uh, I'm going to pull our caller in uh, from area code 804, and the last four digits are 0999. Go ahead, beautiful. You are on the line with us. <laughs> Hi, handsome. And hello, <laughs> everyone. Um, this is Tamaria. I was uh, listening to the call, and I just want to say that there have been a lot of um, great comments and discussions uh, with regards to this topic, and I love the last quote that you read, Tammy. Um, And then for Cody and Rodney and all the nice guys out there, there is a woman for you. Um, Just keep believing and trusting God that he will bring you someone that will treat you the way that you should be treated because Rodney and I had this conversation a long time ago with regards to nice guys. And I told him that I was having a discussion with my aunt about um, how sometimes as women we're looking for a guy with an edge. And she was like, what does that mean? And so I was like, you know, and, and Cody, you did a great job of explaining what swag was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we look for this fake facade of what we think we need in our lives based on images that have been painted by the media or by our friends or whatever the case may be usually outside um, factors or influences. And I think that is, it's when we realize that those aren't the people that are going to be in your corner lifelong and you have to appreciate what you have and the man that you have. Because I have been very blessed to meet a guy who is also unselfish. Um, and it's, it's different for me. At first I was a little shocked because I wasn't used, but I'm very glad, you know, that I have, find me in my life and that I've been able to experience what I feel is unconditional love on both ends because not everyone gets to experience that. Girl, you about to talk about your man. Okay, Tamara, you know, I got got to ask questions. Hold on. Okay. You said that at first you were a little shocked because you weren't used to that. What type of, what do you remember? What what type of emotions do you remember feeling during that time as you tried to process and say, because, again, society and life have has us, and rightfully so, it's easy to think, wow, you know, when, when am I going to see the real you? When am, I, when, when am I going to get hit in the head with the ball, wake up, da-da-da? It's easy to think that this is not real because of what we see in society. So how did you process it? What do you remember feeling at that time, and how did you move through it and realize this is this is really a great guy? So I'm so glad that you said that <laughs> because there was a point where I was nervous and I was it was kind of crazy because I was pushing him away because I wasn't sure and I was thinking in the back of my mind like this is too good to be true like this is probably not real or something crazy is going to happen or I'm going to find out something or either he's not going to like me as much as he thinks he does. All the crazy things that go through our mind. And it happened during a time that I was going through um, a rough period and there were some other um, outside things going on with family and other stuff that were um, somewhat distracting. And one night 
I actually went to sleep with the stove on, um, and I woke up and I realized, I was like, you know what, thank you, God, for sparing my life. And for some reason that night I was like, okay, God, like I need you to give me a sign that this is the man that I need to, you know, give my time and attention to right now. And so I asked God specifically for a sign. Um, and that sign happened on that Friday, and Rodney had no clue that I had prayed about me and him, and I asked God to help me because I didn't want to push him away if this is, like, a man that I should, you know, give my time and attention to because we give out to all the wrong people all the time and all the wrong things. Um, like the whoever it was that wrote the quote, we use people and we love things, and that's not how it should be. And so I'm like, here's a man who wants to be there for me, who who is interested, and I've given my time to knuckleheads in the past, and it wasn't an issue. And so I have to realize what it's like. There had there was something wrong with me not realizing, hey, you have a great guy here. Um, and so I took it upon myself to pray about it because I was like, God, what I don't want to do is push him away. If you brought him into my life either for a relationship, a friendship, whatever it is, I don't want to push him away. And I realized and what, that there was something wrong with me. In, in what way? help and got it. In what ways did you push him away? How did you? How did you? How did you push him away? And then I want Rodney to tell us if he noticed or realized that you were pushing him away out of fear. So, well, um, let's 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 Rodney in hot seat first. Rodney, were you aware? Um, I was. Um, Cody's laughing. Cody's like, "Oh, Rodney, they got the man." <laughs> you said, "Cody said what?" Cody looking like they got him. They got him. They got your man. <laughs> He's looking. Oh, no, he got that no, face no. expression. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, at that particular time, um, I did notice, um, just because, like, when, when, again, going back to what I said earlier, um, the signs are always there. Um, and in this case, you know, it was one of those things where I could tell that something had changed or something wasn't necessarily the way that it was at first. Um, and so our conversation um, on the phone uh, at this particular this particular time, um, they weren't necessarily the same. Like the energy was gone. Um like I could sense that there was like uh, some hesitation, um, you know, and so at that point it wasn't one of those things like, you know, it wasn't one of those signs where it was like, oh, like I need to run from her. It was more so I need to figure out what's going on, um, you know, with the two of us. Um, and so what happened was I didn't try to force anything out of her um, you know, she told me as as much as she wanted to tell me, um, and I didn't, you know, and I left it at that, uh, and was just patient, and I said, you know what, when she's ready to share with me whatever's bothering her, she will, um, and, you know, and so things continued on, and, you know, when I finally, you know, did something, she was like, you know, um, I actually had prayed about this, and, you know, I didn't know that, you know, it was going to happen or, you know, uh, but she wanted to know if, you know, what was 
um, the point of us, you know, meeting each other, you know, and, and where did we stand and all of those things. And so uh, at that point, things actually uh, got better than they started out, you know, with. Um, and so I don't know, like, it was one of those things where it's just where it wasn't like, you know, I should run, whereas, like, when I think about, you know, other relationships I've been in, like, there were signs in the beginning, hey, you should run, and I chose not to, um, you know, and, and that's why I can say today, like, the signs are always there. It's a matter of, you know, what are you going to do? Um, you know, if you see a stop sign, um, you know, on the street, are you going to stop? Are you going to, you know, slow down but keep driving? Are you, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, but the signs are always there, and they're always clear as day. So it's just a matter of, you know, what are you going to do when you see those signs? Oh, wow. Great answer. You, you, I have I have another one, but I'm going to let Tamari. I love this. We, Tamari, where you been? You should have called in earlier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so how did you push him away? In what ways did you find yourself pushing him away? I didn't really want to talk. There was a lot going on, like, at that time, and it was kind of crazy, but I wouldn't talk to him, and I would say things that I probably shouldn't say, um, like, oh, okay, like, yeah, I've heard that before. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Or... um, I would literally be like, oh, I don't really feel like talking, so I probably won't call you back. <laughs> and I actually said that. That night that I fell asleep with the stove on and a pot boiling, I like I was in such a crazy mood that I, I didn't even want to call him back. And I told him that I probably wouldn't call him back. And I didn't. I ended up falling asleep. And when I woke up, I was like, okay, what in the world is going on with me? I need to get out of this funk. Um, because I borderline felt like I was depressed because I, of the other things that were going on, and I was pushing him away because I didn't know if I didn't know if I wanted to deal with trying to figure out another relationship and trying to give it a shot. And I'm like, well, what if it doesn't work? Or yeah, I've heard all these things before and they sound great, and then something else crazy happens, and you realize that what you thought you were getting is not what you're getting. But it wasn't any of that, and it had nothing to do with him. It was more so me. It was what was going on in my life, and I pushed him away by saying things that I shouldn't have said and by doing things like telling him I'm not going to call you back when he did nothing to me. So you were coming from a place of a, of, of just broken heart and, 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 and just had given up on love, basically. Of, of, good, of yeah, God's it was life. Yeah, Yeah. And, and and I want to I want to say that because I think we mentioned earlier I don't know if you heard this part we mentioned earlier about people are living from broken hearts they they are they're looking at love from a standpoint of their heart being broken and and really feeling like you know I've I've tried this before I've tried to, to love I've tried to trust people and hold people to their word as to who they say they are but if you had did that. And Rodney would have walked away. You would have lost out on a great guy. So, I, so we have to keep I'll, our I'll minds open, right? And 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 I commend Rodney as well because you know there's some good women. There are some great 
fabulous women who have been hurt so deeply until when that guy comes, he can come on that white horse with Jesus pulling him in, and we still will say, I don't know. I'm scared. And what we're really saying is, I'm afraid to give you my heart and that you might do the same thing. But what Rodney did was he listened enough because if a woman doesn't trust you and you are trustworthy when there's nothing, you know, is it really, Rodney and Cody, let's say if a, if a woman does, you meet a woman and you can tell she's broken, that she she's a great woman, but she's afraid of being hurt again. So her guards are up. She pushes you away out of that fear and those guards being up. However, and, and that for sure causes trust issues. We're really saying, too, I don't trust you enough. So if you are into this woman and you realize she's a great woman, is it worth spending time opening your life up saying, you have no reason not to trust me? Is it, is it okay, is it, is it worth it to go the extra mile to make sure that she knows she can trust you? Is it worth it, you guys? Or do you look at that as a, as a sign to say, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not, you can't come over here when you want to. Like, you can't call me and say, I'm, I'm on my way, can I come over, because I might have, you know. Is it worth it to open your life up if it's a person that you're truly interested in and you know that she's great, but you just got to tear down some walls? Is it worth it? If, for me, if it's, I would say yes, if it's someone that, like, like for me, for an example, if, there, if I do, if I see a woman that I'm really interested in, and, and of course I want to get to know her and so forth, but she has trust issues. Yes, I'm, I'm not going to like that, but at the same time, I'm like, well, she's not really giving me a chance, but I'm, I'm going to give her some opportunities for her to know me, and so I can know her. And I, I think it's worth it, especially if it's something that 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 you want or that's appealing to you. At the moment, I would say sure, but if I mean, but if it's, but if you're not that serious, then don't waste your time. But if you're, if you are interested, I would say yeah. I mean, okay. go the extra mile. Okay, I mean. okay. And Rodney, you did that, so I'm assuming your answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, my 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 answer is <laughs> yes. But 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 I will say this too, um, um, and I'm just gonna, and, I, and I'm just gonna be honest about myself, um. There was there was a time when I would not have responded um, in the same manner in which I did with Tamaria when when uh, you know that time period was was there and it, and it was only you know a short period but um, there was a time when I didn't respond in that way there was a time when if I hadn't done anything to you. Uh, like, don't take it out on me. Like, and I would let you know that, um, and and I would make the situation worse, or I would actually run the person off because I would uh, because I would take offense to that. And it's like, no, like you like you treated me this way. Like I didn't know what's going on, and I I would try to force it out of the person. But, um. You know, I, I've gained uh, some wisdom from from uh, things that I've done in my in my younger years, but uh, I have not always been that person. And so, I had to learn that 
It's not personal. It, it, it has, a lot of times, it has nothing to do with you, and you can't take it personal. And, you know, to Mary and I laugh about this, because uh, I've said this before, I think, you know, if it doesn't work out between me and somebody, or maybe I didn't say, I, I can't remember. But anyway, I, I laugh now with people and I say, you know oh, what, if it doesn't it. work out. <laughs> okay, yeah, I couldn't remember. But, I was, but, you know, I say now, like, if it doesn't work out between me and, me and somebody, guess what? One of us is crazy and it's not me. <laughs> you know, that's just, uh, <laughs> that's just, <laughs> Good one, good one. That's just, you know, um, that's just something that I say. But, you know, I don't. Uh, but Samaria is is a sweethearted person. Samaria is a loving person. Samaria is a caring person. And so uh, I was smart enough to know that there was something going on that had nothing to do with me. And it goes back to what we were talking about in Corinthians. Love is patient, and, and, and it is kind, and, and you don't keep up with people's, with people's wrongs and you know, you you know, it's not about being boastful and about being right and who's right and who's wrong. There was something going on, and to me, I knew this is a good woman, but there's something going on here that is bigger than me. The best thing for me to do is to continue to be there for her, for me not to change. And I think, you know, we talked about, you know, husbands love your wives and, and all of those things earlier uh, in the show. And I think that we as men, there's a reason that God made you a leader. There's a reason why all throughout the Bible we talked about the man being the head and this, that, and the other, because you can without saying hardly anything, you can sort of, you know, I guess, um, make sure that everything is okay. And you don't have to say much. If I had responded in a different way, if I had gotten mad with Samaria, if I had, uh, you know, tried to force things out of her or, or anything, that would have, that would, in her mind, she would have said, you know what, that's it for me. Most likely because that's what we do. And so, you know, we run people off. But because I didn't say anything, it eventually came around, and slowly, you know, she began to tell me, you know, what was going on. And we were able to talk about it rather than argue or fuss with each other or anything like that. And there, there are times when she has to be patient with me, you know. And But because we are those people, because she's unselfish, because I'm unselfish, wow. it allows so many other things to work. You guys, I don't know where the time has gone. It's like I looked up and I thought we had about 45 minutes and we have just <laughs> under two minutes to go. To Marion, thank you so much for calling in and, and, and I just, I love your yours and Rodney's relationship. Um, real quick, I want to end this message off of Facebook. And this was put on there. This is a young lady that's getting married, um, and her fiancé put this on. Love is an amazing thing. Um, 
the fitness gym is now my fiance and soon to be my wife. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor. Oh, there's the word, Rodney. Favor from the Lord. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much time we have now, but Rodney, you put a posting on Facebook today about the couple dying within about four hours of one another, right? Mm-hmm. They've been married. Uh, it, 62 years, right? I think. 62, yep. Yeah. You see some years, and they died about four hours apart from one another, right? Yep. That, to me, is crazy. People are going to say, you are crazy. But I I felt to desire to have that kind of love. Well, it's so great, so you don't want to love again. You just want to go when they go. And you want them to want to go when you go. Because <laughs> 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 they might come to heaven with another partner. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just loved that. So, gosh, okay, I hope people know what love is a little bit better. Anything from you, Rodney? You know, we still on. Just the other there was can't a. Hear. Uh, uh, I'll read something uh, uh, that that came to me as well, um, um, and it says, and the person says, uh, when you get married and you are. Uh, living the life of marriage, the picture becomes much broader than it did at first. The small things that count, like cuddling and holding hands, becomes only about 25% of that stability for for that marriage. The bigger percentage that holds the plate together comes when the tests and trials you overcome together. Then you discover uh, something worth uh, preserving or something uh, worth fighting for. Um, and then uh, they also went on to say, uh, when you have two different people from two different worlds trying to come together and make it happen, I just think that things people think hold a marriage together isn't it. Um, those small things can only hold you for so long until it becomes not enough. Those little emotional touches are good, but it will take more than that to uh, make it last. And that, um, I think, and it kind of goes along with what you were saying earlier, how, um, you know, the small, uh, you know, small things ending a relationship or ending a marriage, you know, because, you know, man and woman um, uh, were dishonest with each other or lied um, to each other. Now all of a sudden they've gotten tired of dealing with each other, and so you want a divorce because he hasn't picked his things up off the floor. So I think that the, the little things, uh, whether they be positive or negative, I think this person, you know, was basically saying that uh, in the beginning, you know, the little things matter because that's all you have. But there's a bigger picture um, as the relationship goes on and gets deeper, especially uh, when you're talking about marriage. And so uh, those small things don't necessarily, uh, they're just a small percentage of what keeps the relationship together. And so my response was, if there's a deeper issue, the smaller things will definitely end the relationship. They may not uh, hold it together per se, but they will end the relationship. Uh, and I said it's sort of like, you know, HIV. HIV doesn't kill people, but it breaks the body down to the point where something small causes you to die. Um, and I think the same thing goes for relationships. If the, if the core of your relationship isn't right, it's only a matter of time before it something really small um, causes you to, to lose your mind and, you know, want out of a, a relationship. And I think that's why we see so many divorces today. Right, right. 
Well, that being said, you guys, um, it's been a great, great show. Next week's topic is Father's a Daughter's First Love. And so we're talking about that father-daughter relationship, the value of it, the the effects of it, uh, when we have it, don't have it, why do we need it, just anything that comes with that. So ladies, uh, get ready. We have a lot of women who still struggle struggle from just the void of uh, not truly having that father in their lives the way that they that that we need them to be. Um, and so much rejection comes from that. So we're going to be talking about fathers, daughters, relationships, and things like that. Um, remember my words, last words: love yourself first. Find out who you are. Operate from a, a place of character, um, and don't settle. Find out what love is to you, what will make love work for you, and only, only settle for a man who is capable and willing to love you as Christ loved the church and to show you that consistently, to not not waver from that. So that's how uh, we'll end tonight. See you next Monday, same time. Um, I'm going to end with the same song. Oh, can't do that yet because we gotta gotta got to go out the right way for Diane in Atlanta. Got to play Sam first. And so we'll put that on. Rodney, again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you bring to this show. Cody sure. has popped again and... and hung out with us. Thank you as well. And to all our listeners, um, I hope that you think about this and and find yourself making love, that agape love, a habit in your life. You guys have a good night. Good night, everybody. But I know
change gonna come Oh, yes it will Then I go to my brother And I say, brother, help me please But he winds up knocking me With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.